It's the Bible Rundown. You're here with Pastor Rob and Pastor David. We are on the mic and it's hot today. It's 2 Kings chapter 7 through 9, day 129. David, it is some some slaughterville here as kings after kings after kings are uh, wicked and they are facing the wrath and judgment of God. Jezebel is still alive. I thought she was gone by now, but she's still kicking. By the end of chapter 9, she won't be kicking anymore. What are we to make of all this slaughter? Well, before we get there, the focus in chapter 7 is interesting, right? The uh, Elisha promising food on the heels of a, a famine and drought. We saw God's provision through Elisha. And we talked about the comparisons, right, to Moses. Um, but then this captain of the guard, or basically the king's right-hand man who kind of administrated things for the city, doubts the word of the Lord that Ooh, Elisha brings. Cannot doubt the word of the Lord. And we talked about that the other day. And so Elisha pronounces this word against him that says, not only will the word of the Lord prove true mm-hmm. in this matter, mm-hmm. but you'll see it but not eat of it. Mm. And you know, I was telling you, Rob, it, it almost comes across as like a Old Testament type of parable that Jesus would use, right? That right. If, you, if you have my words and you don't believe and don't act upon them, then you'll see the destruction that will come upon you, but you won't taste of the blessing no. that comes through obedience. So I think that's how I cha- uh, summarize chapter 7. That's, that's a lot like Israel saw Christ, right. but didn't hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I, I just put this note when I was kind of reading through it, but when you get to the end, verse 17 through 20, he's trampled to death by this crowd of people coming for food. But I think for us in the church age, it's a reminder that the salvation that we experience will be seen by all, right? Mm-hmm. You read Revelation, like right. everyone's going to experience resurrection. It's just some will be resurrected to judgment, yeah. not to salvation. And so I think for us, it's this desire that we want to plead with people, but ultimately they are individually accountable to God. So we just need to be faithful with the word. But chapter eight is pretty interesting, right? The Shunammite woman comes back and her testimony strengthens uh, the king's confidence in Elisha. Mm-hmm. And so again, the man of God we got Gehazi again. Gehazi has, has leprosy, but he's still here. Gehazi. But then uh, Elisha goes to Damascus to Ben-Hadad, yeah. who's still king of Syria, but not for long. What happens in chapter 8? So <clears throat> I, think, I think it's interesting that we have this um, affirmation of Elisha's ministry to the king. Um, and, and I think, uh, and I think, uh, this is, this is another aspect of God's ministry in his word as he's affirming what he has already done through Christ. He affirms through the miracles that his word is true through Elisha. He's doing similar things, but, um, Ben Hadad will be sick and Elisha will come to Damascus. He'll meet this guy named Hazael who will be the king. And it's interesting, the man of God weeps here 
over the sorrow of what will happen as Hazael will become king. Uh, it's just showing the, the raw emotion of even though um, you know this is going to come about, God has told Elisha this is going to happen, he's, he he's feels so uh, burdened with the upcoming judgment upon his own people. So it's an interesting dynamic, right? As mm -hmm. you're delivering this word of judgment, you're also feeling compassion for for whom the people of your people that will be judged because of their wickedness. It's an interesting piece of the prophets, Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, right? Like he's weeping because he's he's pronouncing the judgment upon his mm -hmm. own people. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. And then we get this back and forth. So Hazael becomes the new king of, of Syria, Syria. And then the two kings of Judah and Israel team up together, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and they decide to make war against Hazael. But the Lord is going to anoint a new king. Jehu. Jehu. And so Elisha is called again by God to go and anoint Jehu. So he goes to Ramoth Gilead anoints him, makes him king, uh, and then Jehu goes on his mission, which yeah. his mission is to... Destroy Jezebel's line. And Ahab, right? Finish Ahab, the work. Yeah. And interestingly enough, in chapter 9, he goes back, uh, he goes and he kills Ahaziah, right? right? With his spear. And where does he fall? The field of Naboth, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. Naboth's vineyard that... Ahab, his dad, had unrightfully taken yeah. via murder through the advice of Jezebel. The word of the Lord proves right. true. Word of the Lord proves true also for Jezebel as, interestingly enough, her, her servant actually is the one that betrays her and throws her over the side. Yeah, Wicked lady caused gruesome deaths, but... I do want to point out a couple things here. Number one, the reason why all this is so gruesome is a result of the wickedness of sin of Israel. We're almost returning back to the judges. Remember how gruesome judges were? This this scenes that we have of Jehu and and the death here and Jezebel and all these things, it's because of the, the wickedness in Israel and God is pronouncing judgment upon his own people it's it's uh man it's it's hard to even even look at sometimes no it is and i think it a new testament connection for us right is when we read revelation and we read about the wrath of god being poured out against sin and against wickedness like i think sometimes we think oh revelation is just a lot of imagery but it's a depiction of of, of the literal judgment that god will execute on sin once for all Right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about Jesus' parables use striking language to get our attention. Um, but reading these accounts, I mean, if, if God executes his justice in this way via human means, what's going to look like when he exerts his judgment via divine means mm. in the end? Mm. And so if that doesn't motivate us to want to share the gospel mm -hmm. and share it with some urgency and pleading with people, then yeah. we really aren't doing justice in the sense right. of 
calling people to genuine repentance. Wait upon the Lord. That's the phrase that comes to mind for me is is that, you know, Jezebel is a wicked lady and has it coming for her for a long time. But she ultimately receives a judgment. And here on earth, instead of lashing out at people, we need to wait upon the Lord and his judgment. So when wrongs are committed against us or against the church, uh, we can forgive because we've been forgiven, but we can also wait, wait upon the Lord and trust that he will right every wrong, right? We don't take vengeance in our hands. Praise the Lord for uh, the Bible rundown. We'll see you tomorrow.